entrepreneurs on the move. We shape the life for a better tomorrow. Check out the EOTM Media Group. Yeah, the EOTM Media Group. We're a new media company encompassing radio, PR, and TV. Follow us on Twitter at EOTMPR. For a great publicist, there's one thing you need to do. Contact the EOTM Media Group. Talk Radio News from the heart of sunny California. It's Tom, y'all, for the eBuzz. And it's your dose of Friday Night Talk Radio with yours truly, Carla B. And I must warn those that are listening for the first time, I am bad to the bone. That's all I'm going to say. I'm definitely bad. Um, the EOTM phone lines are open and ready for your call, 718-664-6543. 6543, and I do. It's going to be an exciting show. It really, truly is. I have a couple of very special guests on my red sofa tonight. I'll be speaking with singers Stephen Knight and singer Heston, two outstanding singers in their own right. They're doing so much great stuff, y'all, so definitely you want to stay tuned for the entire segment. Um, Definitely you want to do that. And before before we bring our first guest on, let's get into some, some current national news, y'all. Um, but before I do, I must say that um, this is not a comedy skit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it's not. Um, so let me put that disclaimer out there in regards to my news. Um, the thoughts and beliefs of me does not necessarily reflect the thoughts and beliefs of the EOTM radio network. So all that official business is done and I'm back, so already back to it. So what I'm doing right now, y'all, in this segment, I'm providing a public service, seriously, and you should be very afraid. So, um, but let's go ahead and, and get started with the, with the news. And we're going to start with the best in national news today. And, of course, the best is, of course, the DNC Democratic National Convention that just ended on yesterday, and oh, my God. I am so busy, y'all, I am, but I had to make time for it because, you know, I voted Obama into office. I was one of the happy voters that brought him in the first four years, and I must say that I wasn't totally pleased with, you know, what's been happening, you know, this three years, almost four, but after just watching that, um, the Democratic National Convention hearing, Former President Clinton, Michelle Obama, just everybody. Of course, Obama last night. I must say, it was. It just had. It rejuvenized me. If that's a word, I don't even know if that's a word, but it did something. It definitely did something for me. And just one thing in particular in his speech, Barack Obama, he made his case. He did to me. I thought he was talking solely to me, but he made his case, and he asked the people of the United States to allow him four more years to help our great nation of dreamers. It was beautiful. And just as I watched it, um, and as the cameras flashed across the audience, catching glimpse of Democrats, Democrats holding flags, smiling fists in air, eyes misting up by many, um, including me, um, it seemed more possible today than two weeks ago that he has a great chance of taking that seat for a second term. I really feel like it's going to happen. I really do. His speech was the final act 
of his national convention and the start of a two-month drive toward Election Day and his race against Republican rival Mitt Romney. So I don't know about you all, but I am so very proud of being a citizen of the greatest nation on earth. I'm telling you, I'm rejuvenized or rejuvenated or whatever you want to call it, but I am. And I pray that he gets the opportunity to carry us into greatness, whatever you decide. You know, you vote for whoever you want to vote for, but whatever you decide, just be sure that your vote is counted. So that was the great news, y'all, of the national great news of the week. Now to the worst news of the of the the week. And, uh, you know, it's the worst news of the night is the swarm of earthquakes in Los Angeles. I mean, the people that live on the West Coast, you feel me, right? You feel me, right? So what's up with that? I mean, hundreds of many earthquakes have hit Southern California in the last few days. So there's there's not been any injuries that were reported. However, people like me have been frightened by the swarm of earthquakes. It's crazy because it's been like, um, I want to say like three a day. It's just retarded. It's just like, okay, what is this? But there is a real fear, y'all, um, that is larger and more deadlier than any earthquake that I felt, I think. I don't know if I said that right, but. I'm going to repeat that because I'm a little bit excited because I just finished talking about Obama. But what I just said was, and this is more for me than you, there is a fear that a larger and more deadly earthquake may hit the area again soon. Now, Yahoo News reported that scientists are currently monitoring the earthquake clusters, and townspeople in Raleigh, which is near New Mexico, they felt the shake yesterday and evacuated from their buildings because of the fear. Um, Somebody said, they said it's pretty bad. We had to evacuate the hotel just for safety. Um, And they actually just um, held up in a a Best Western hotel room just that Sunday um, when there was that really big, um, most people in Los Angeles felt it. So, of course, I mean, evidently it looks like people in Mexico felt it too. So the cluster of earthquakes, Scientists predict may continue for another week based on the history of precious clusters, whatever that means. But they're saying that they're continuing for about two more weeks. And the thing is, okay, so I was on Twitter last night after it happened because I was sitting on my bed, and I'm like, oh, my God. It was like the exorcist was here. And, you know, and I'm kind of crazy like that, but that's what it felt like. But um, this is what people were saying on Twitter. One person said, Apparently, there was another earthquake last night. I haven't felt one of those alleged earthquakes recently. Um, I tweeted this. I said, these freaking earthquakes really are really starting to scare me. It's been like three to five a week for the past month. Why did I move back to Cali? And this person responded to my tweet. Her name is Vicky at Nurse Agita. And she said, and I'm like, who do you think she is? But she said at EOTMPR, Hey, I just moved to a new house six miles from the from the San Andreas Fault, and 4.5, 3.5, whatever happened, and you are for and if you get scared of 4.5, she basically said it's for sissies. So I think she called me a sissy. I think that's what it seems like. I really didn't appreciate it, but whatever. I'm like, you're stupid for living trying to move six miles from the San Andreas Fault. Who would do that? I mean, if I'm a sissy, you're straight retarded. That's all I'm gonna say. So anyway, whatever. But on to other news, and really quickly, I'm going to make this quick. This goes into, like, the weird and crazy with retarded. And I actually look for the most craziest stories from, for this segment. But, okay, so an Oregon man, he sued a orthodontist for leaving braces on for 11 years. I'm like, how are you going to sue your, your orthodontist for that? I mean, don't you get to take some blame, too? I mean, you know that you don't keep braces on for 11 years. Anyway, this 22-year-old man, um, he sued the orthodontist for that, and he says because he re- it resulted in straight teeth, very straight teeth, but rotten teeth. I thought that was crazy. That was hilarious. But he says that he suffered tooth decay, um, all kind of other stuff um, from having braces from 7 to 18. I'm thinking, okay, uh, geez. Um you or your your parents, I mean, it's between y'all. It ain't between the doctor because I'm sure that if you would have came into the dentist's office, he would have took your braces off. So, But anyway, it was crazy because he tweeted a picture of himself. Or, well, he put a picture up of himself on Facebook, and I'm going to post that shortly. But 
I don't see anything about decay. He has the perfect smile ever, just the best smile ever. So I thought that was crazy that he would even try to sue, but, you know, that goes into a ball of a box of chocolate stupid stuff. So just definitely stay connected to my Twitter on EOTMPR because I will be tweeting his picture because um, it's retarded and he, he has a really great smile. I'm like, what's the problem? So, yeah. So from all that, y'all, only thing I'm going to say is this. This country is in deep trouble, for real, especially if, you know, Obama doesn't get to um, keep the seat. I'm definitely going to be in crazy trouble. So we know that not only this guy's teeth, Devin bought, um, that they're rotten. It's not just his teeth that are probably rotten. It's the whole country. And, and, and most of the country is just rotten to the core. And, and somebody better do something about it. That's all I'm going to say. So at this point, I want you to take your hand out of that bowl of Fritos, throw away your National Enquirer, and I want you to do this. I want you to pick up the phone, hold it to your face, and dial 718-664-6543, 718-664-6543, because we will be screening calls throughout the show and want to hear from you um, the second half of the show. We want you to um, call in and share your crazy stories and stuff, because I'm sure that my three is nothing compared to what you probably have. So definitely do that. Open your mouth and tell me what we're going to do about this mess. This country is is going through, you know, and we're going to do it in talk radio because talk radio is this. Talk radio is the last neighborhood in town, baby. You need to know that. Um, Please believe, okay? Um, So let's take a quick musical break, and when we return, y'all, when we return, we're going to have some fun because we will be speaking with my first guest, um, singer, songwriter, radio personality, entrepreneur, all that stuff, Stephen Knight will be here with me, so hold tight, and we'll be back in about four minutes and eight seconds. I love the way you call my name. Stop love. 
This is your girl, Carla B, and you're tuned in to the eBuzz show and that track right there that you listened to. Um, I hope you listened to it. Um, it was by our one of our feature guests tonight, Stephen Knight, um, Addicted to Love. And at this time, I want you to join me as we welcome R&B pop artist Stephen Knight to the eBuzz. Now, Stephen Knight, y'all, he his music is said to... Stay true to his roots and many musical influences that fans have come to love. But it also reflects a new sense of um, a sense of what um, a sense of urgency and struggle, right? In 2011, Stephen Knight released the single "Forever" and oh my God, we're gonna play that later because that's one of my favorite. But he released um, "Forever," which was received by fans internationally as well as nationally, and recently he was nominated for. Hottest internet radio show because he has a show here on EOTM Radio Network, but also hottest male vocalist and ATL's future superstar. This guy was also nominated for a 2012 um, George Award for Best Vocalist, and um, that single that we just um, featured here on EOTM Radio, unfortunately, it wasn't the first time because it premiered on the Stephen Knight Show a couple weeks ago, but that Addicted to Love was just recently released. So uh, what I want you to do now, even before we even bring Stephen on, is to go to iTunes right now and pick it up because it's so hot. I know you loved it because I did. So <laughs> with that, definitely at this time I want to um, pay homage to Stephen Knight, one of the, the sharpest entrepreneurs on the move I know. What's, what's up with you? What's going on, Carla B? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You sound all tired. It's Friday. I know you're, you've been oh, no. on for about oh, Okay, it's party time. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> no. no, but first I want to thank you for having me on your show. You know, I'm a big fan of yours. You know, obviously okay. I'm, on your, I'm on your network, um, but, you know, I'm just a big fan of yours and your, your drive and your your grind and everything. So thank you for having me on your show, really. Oh, uh, no problem. Anytime, anytime, definitely. Whenever you got something going on, I'm going to hit you up. You don't even have to. Or your people don't have to because I'd be watching, okay? And oh, I don't know if you okay. listened from the very beginning, Stephen, but I said I'm bad to the bone and I meant that. In such yes, a great way, are. though, because, you, you know are. what I'm saying, yeah. I'm just really <laughs> – but I know that I share with our listeners a little bit about you. So um, in my own words, kind of sort of twisted and stuff, but I want you to go ahead and enlighten our listeners, Stephen, on all things, all things Stephen Knight. All things Stephen Knight. Okay, well, I was born in Richmond, Virginia. I moved to Atlanta about five years ago to really do this music thing. And uh, since then, you know, I released the EP in 2009. Um, I'm, I'm going to release the project finally in 2013. Um, but, you know, the singles are starting to come now. Um, but, you know, I love music. I love performing. I love singing. You know, I love developing my craft, you know what I mean? And I love, um, you know, I, we have, I have an internet radio show, as you know, Stephen I show, and I love that. That was something that kind of came out of nowhere. been doing it about a, a year and uh, eight months, and I love it. You know, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm fortunate, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, your, just to your show, the Stephen Knight Show, which, um, by the way, for listeners that may be tuning in for the first time, it goes down right here every Monday night at mm. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I think. Yeah, 7 p.m. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time, <laughs> 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, yeah. the Stephen Knight Show, him and his entire team. So make sure you guys, um, if you're on streaming live from EOTMRadio.com, you want to subscribe to receive alerts to all the future shows so you can get those alerts because you don't want to miss it because you've been doing so much stuff with that. But we'll talk about that in a little bit because I know okay. that you're here today to talk about that track we just heard, yeah, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Addicted to love. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, and I'm, and I'm going to play that again, too. Um, but first off, just going back and, and just, you know, from what I just heard with Addicted to Love, definitely that there was a touch of pop, I think, in there. I'm not really too mm-hmm. music savvy, but it, it seems well, that yeah. way. Now, yeah. which is great, Stephen, considering that pop music is, is very rooted in the dance, the club world right now, and people love to lose themselves on the dance floor. So I wanted to ask you in regards to that particular single, um, Addicted to Love, was this song more of a strategy or was it something that's been in the making for a while? You know, it, it started off as a strategy. Um, what happened was, let me take you back to like 2010, I was doing a lot of performing and I was at a music festival here in Atlanta and um, someone promote, uh, approached me after my set and he wanted to basically um, uh, sponsor my music and uh, for my music, and so I had a producer already in mind prior to that. I just knew I was going to fund it, but obviously when the investor came in, you know, it kind of worked out, and he kind of had an idea of what he wanted me to do, and um, I, I think the producer that I work with is Kenneth Electric, my homie. Um, he knew what I was looking for. He knew I was looking for, I was trying to kind of reinvent the wheel, um, take what I've been doing and just to the next level, and so what we, we set off to do at first was do some kind of, uh, you know, crossover records and, of course, R&B, which is my, you know, my all-time favorite. And we recorded five songs initially. Addicted to Love was the last song we recorded in that first uh, set. I wasn't okay. even, when we were writing the song, I was like, okay, that's, that should be cool. You know, I, I wasn't really too, because I already loved the other stuff we were doing. But once we recorded it, I was like, wow. And so uh, we did a listening session Maybe a, a couple weeks later, we were just listening to the first half of the project, and that was a song that really stuck out to me the most. And um, I just loved it, you know. Uh, I've been listening to it over a year now, waiting to release it, and then I, recently I went back in and did some did some of the ads up over again. And, you know, right. even when I, when I perform it, people loved it. It's, I, I really loved that song, you know what I mean? So it went right. from being a strategical kind of thing to, okay, this is something I actually really, really like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. Right, it definitely was, and I know that when I was, I listened to it a couple of weeks ago when it was first released, um, mm-hmm. And but tonight, um, just right before the show, I actually played it for my daughter, and oh, wow. um, I didn't tell her who it was, but she was like, is that Usher? I was like, <laughs> I know what, you know, wow. Um, wow. but yeah, so I was, you know, and I, when she said that, I'm like, I knew it was you, so that didn't come to mind. But when she said it, I was like, wow. So I just wanted wow. to know, do you get that a lot, Do you you know, in regards to sounding similar to him? Not really. I've heard it. Actually, I did hear it before. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, but I take it as a compliment. You know, I, I never want to sound like somebody else. Right. But, you know, when you're compared to an usher or someone up there, you, you can only take it as a compliment, you know what I mean? Right. So tell your, right. tell your daughter, I definitely appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, know, I was like, yeah. And I, and I think that that particular track, it, it yeah. catches on, it connects with you, you know, as you listen mm-hmm. to it over and over because there's yeah. some songs that you listen to, and like, wait a minute, let me hear it again. And then it's just, you know, and, and, and it's that right. track. It's, it's a really great track. But um, just to digress a little bit, Stephen, um, mm-hmm. just researching you for this interview, and I knew – of course, I know a little bit about you just from right, the yeah. Stephen Knight show and stuff, but just, you know, digging deep into your music, which is what this interview is all about, it seems that right. recently in your career you've taken your music into a new direction. So yeah. um, I wanted yeah. to ask, as an artist, how do you push yourself to take risks? Because, you know, everybody does. They don't They do not do that. Mm-hmm. They just stay the straight, yeah. the straight line. Yeah. So um, how well, do you, you know- push yourself to take risks? Well, you know, my last project, uh, it was an EP I released in 2009, was very R&B. But even at that time, it was different from the music I had been doing. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to take it to the next level. And, um, you know, I have to admit, with Addicted to Love, it was different from people what people were expecting of me. Um, right. And so some people were kind of like, okay, you're going to pop on us. And some people were like, but for me, it wasn't about that. It was about really just... It's expanding, you know what I mean? It's about uh, growing as an artist. And so one thing about me, I'm not going to release anything I don't like. If I'm not sold on the song, if I'm I'm not sold on the song, if I can't sing it live, I'm not going to do it. So, um, But I think you have to, as an artist, you have to be able to go with the trends. You have to be able to, you know, not go too far into who you are as an artist, Uh but be Uh able to 
go with the times because you'll be stuck behind singing the songs from the 90s that don't get played. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I don't know if you're you're currently signed with the label, so are you are you signed or are you independent? I'm independent. I actually was signed um, a couple years ago, and I decided the independent route was the way to go for now. Um, right. I've had people kind of approach me, but I think for now, you know, someone uh, I was interviewing someone on on my show, and I asked him about signing with people and getting managers. He said. Don't have one manage you if you have nothing to manage. <laughs> you know, and right. I, I do have some stuff to manage, but it's really about right. at this point I can handle it. If it gets to the point where right. I can't handle it or I need more exposure, you know, right. in terms of it's just getting out of control or it's, right. the demand is just crazy, that's when I go to it. But right now, you know, I'm in control of it all. You know, I do right. have people that help me. I have um, some really good people that help me and help me kind of guide me and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and help along the way. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I, I kind of handle it myself. Okay, that's what's up. And, and just to um, kind of um, touch on the the whole independent thing, I, I must say I've actually interviewed a lot of different artists, um, mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, they were signed with major labels at one point. Right. But just recently yeah. in California, I just recently um, um, covered an event where there was just all the, the West Coast rappers that were there. So every right. West Coast rapper that's big. Well, actually it wasn't just West Coast, it was East Coast as well. And every Everything, I mean, I've, I've interviewed um, Young Buck, 50 Cent, I've interviewed right, um, yeah. WG, all those guys, and, and that's mm-hmm. some, and, and in the beginning, of course, they were signed with the label, but everything, music has changed, and all of it's them changed. today, well, I'm not talking about, not, I'm excluding 50 Cent, but they, most, most artists are, um, are independent. They're not yeah. necessarily, in, you know, they're opening up their own independent label, right, and right. because they have more control, so... I'm mm-hmm. definitely behind the independent thing because you, you're in control of everything. Um, yeah. So that's definitely the way to go. But I guess if you get somebody to, to be able to back you with the money, you know, that, right. that's yeah. what's going to really take things off for a lot of people so they want to go that route. But um, I definitely feel you with the independent thing. You have full control of everything. And just to be able to do a CD or EP or right. or whatever and, and just have that control, like you said. You said you have full control over it. And that is not many mainstream artists have right. at all. And the thing is, so. this is that if you think about it, like the industry, like you said, has changed so much. Where you know people are getting, you know, there's there's a group on YouTube, Amir, who you know they've been around for maybe about six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. They they kind of did it themselves independently. I mean, they're over overseas killing it, you know what I mean? Right. What happens is that when you're on a label, a label, say if I got signed to a label tomorrow, they could shelve me for two years, you know what I mean? Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's just time wasted. You can't do anything. You can record a project and never see the light of day. Um, and, and the labels are not getting the money that they used to get off artists in terms of right. uh, um, sales, record sales and things like that. So what they do now, they tap into your your shows you do, you know, when, you know, right. artists, they are known for making money off tours and things like that. When now, when you sign a contract, labels are trying to get into your endorsements, they're trying to get on your tours, they're trying to get right. everything, exactly. your movie deals. And so, you know, you see a lot of artists, uh, Prince being one of the biggest, a lot of artists are really going the independent route um, because they have more control. Exactly. You, yeah. That is so, so true. Definitely that. Um, I want yeah. to, um, a couple other things really quick before um, I, I, I let you go. You have collaborated on a number of different songs with a lot of different, um, not a lot, but just different artists um, on yeah. your, your past songs. And so I'm mm-hmm. wondering, are there any duets with anyone um, that's upcoming that you would like to share? Well, I can't wait. You know, I have... A- the first single, um, I was kind of, when I was trying to decide what I wanted to do for the first single, I did to the official first single, I did a song with uh, Fatso Skinny, homie from college. Um, had no clue he did music in college. He knew I did music, but he had been studying music since he was 11. Had no clue. Okay. And we kind of reconnected on Facebook. Uh, maybe about 2010, he heard one of my older songs and went to get on the remix. I didn't have the rights to that, so we couldn't really work it out, but I said we would okay. do something. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving last year, I was at uh, my producer's house with his family, and um, I told him the kind of record I wanted. Like, I was going to want, like, a, a, a Sean Kingston kind of Island Feel kind of song. He hit it, He sent it to me uh, maybe two days later. We wrote it. He and I wrote it. 
send it over to Fatso. Fatso killed it. And that's going to come out around January after New Year. And I okay. can't wait for to hear that. Because Fatso wow. is very talented. He's doing yes. good things. He's all over um, the U.K. And, and L.A. now. And uh, so I can't wait for us for to hear that collaboration because that's something that's been a long time in the making. So, yeah, right, right. I think yeah. we featured, or at least you featured, featured his music. So I, it's right, definitely exactly. what's yeah. up. That's what's up. So um, really quickly, um, tell me this, and then we're going to get into some fun stuff. But with okay, entertainers okay. and artists, Stephen, that I interview, they're always talking about all the hard work it takes and the long oh, hours gosh. and stuff that they're putting yeah. into their work. And a lot of people want to know, you know, I mean, is there any, like, fun? I mean, what's the most fun you think you've had just working in this circle? Well, you know, it is a lot of work and a lot of broken promises, a lot of, you know, just chaos you go through. But for me, the right. fun is when, I perfor- when I'm performing, when, right. I'm, when I'm, I was just listening, you know, to your show and I was listening to uh, You Play My Record. Hearing right. that, when people when I hear people, uh, you know, send me messages, tell me that they have stolen my music, or right. wow, this is a nice song. That's the fun. That is that's the return. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's what I really really look forward to because what it shows is that the hard work that you're doing is not just done in vain. That people exactly. are really appreciating what you've done, what you're doing. Right. And um, right. And so so yeah. So that that's that the makes fun sense. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. It really really does. And, yeah. you know, just digressing a little bit, Stephen, and just looking at the whole music industry overall, friends in music this year and last year, especially um, with artists such as, like, Lady Gaga, who seems to right. have so much influence on artists uh-huh. today. And I just yeah. wanted to know, um, what are your thoughts on that, and where would you like, you know, music to go? You know, music has changed a lot. You know, on my show I've interviewed a lot of people who um, – I grew up listening to, you know, Faith Evans, Monifa, uh, you know, people like that. And music has changed a lot. And I think that when I think about when I was a kid and I was in the car with my parents listening to music, like, oh, my gosh, what is this? You know, yeah. you know music continues yeah. to change. And so for me what I think you have to do is not just necessarily just look at the past of music, but mm-hmm. kind of take that with the current and make it something great. Because right. if this is a business. And if you want to be in the business, be successful, you have to kind of go off the ties, but but roll with the ties, but not go against who you are as an artist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, Lady Gaga is somebody who is incredibly talented, and she didn't always sing the kind of songs she sings now. You know, if you look, mm-hmm. if you look on YouTube from like 2006, she was singing other types of music, but she found what worked for her, and she's making the best out of it. And that's, I think that's what artists have to do. You know, unless right. you want to, I mean, it depends on what you what you want to. What you want to achieve in music Like if you want to be someone Who is in the nightclub And performing You know What you want to You know That older sound Then you do right. it You know what I mean Right I, I heard an artist say one time That you know Different Your job in music Is not Everyone doesn't have the same job Some people are going to Tour this world right. Tour this world Live their life Some people are going to Sing in a nightclub Some people are going to Sing in church every Sunday You right. know You right. have to kind of Go with the punches and see where you fit in. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. really why I'm right now with music. Wow, that's a great analogy. I like that. you got to go with the punches yeah. to see where you feel, and I'm going to have to use that quote. Exactly. You might see it floating on Twitter, but I promise <laughs> to have your name underneath Stephen Knight. Um, <laughs> um, for real. That. But, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, um, I want to – oh, okay, so this is funny. I want to find out if you've ever experienced this, and I'm sure you have – you know, just with the whole online thing and social media and everybody's, uh, you know, all these new new media coming up, as well as oh mainstream media. Artists are always seeing something about them floating around cyberspace and getting mm-hmm. a chuckle off of it. Sometimes it's kind of yeah. mean or whatever. But So what is the funniest thing that you've read about yourself? Have you experienced oh, that? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy because, you know, the perception is, uh, I'll take you back to my when I was I went back to high school. Me and Miss Parker, my coach, she went back to my high school uh, reunion with me, uh, and it was funny because at the time I had a song called "My Life Out," and okay. you know I'm here in Atlanta at the time, struggling, paying the bills, you know, trying to, you right, know, I'm right. still trying to, you know. But when I went back there, you would have thought these people I'd known all my life. You would have thought I was this huge star. And uh, oh my people come to me, they were coming to me, can, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, I've known you for like 
five, sure. You know what I mean? So, right, right. And, and, and Michelle to me, she says, if they only knew, now they can't hit the radio yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a hot you know, track, though. That was hot. Thank you. thank you. But it's just the perception. You know, people, they see you online, they see you doing right. things, and they just assume that you have all this, and you know, right. which which I appreciate, you know. Right. Um, but that that was kind of funny for me, just, you know, people coming to yeah. me. I remember this one girl, I'll never forget, her husband kind of, and I've known this girl since, like, middle school. Can you right. Can you what you and I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you be able to, you know what I mean? But, right. But that was kind of Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can see you now sitting, you know, maybe with your buddy in a rocking chair, like 50 years from now talking sure. about this stuff. I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely. That's, it's a beautiful thing. And I just want to encourage yeah, you because you're yeah. doing such a great thing, Stephen. And, and just that. to encourage you to keep it keep it going. You're, you're consistent with it. And, um, you know, I just cannot wait. I mean, I'm watching you, so believe me, you might get um, some kind of um, letter from me saying, okay, DO10 Public Relations definitely want to represent all things Stephen Knight. So don't be surprised if you see that. <laughs> don't be surprised if you it. see it, but definitely doing some great things. So I want you really quick to, to share with our listeners, that, you know, upcoming projects. I know that you were nominated for a lot of things in Atlanta that's, yeah. you know, taking place within the next couple of months or so. So share with us whatever you got coming up at this point. Okay. Well, actually, um, you know, tomorrow night I'm actually surprising. I was I performed at this event a couple weeks ago, and, and the lady who hosted it asked her to come surprise this uh, young lady. I hope she's not listening tonight. So it's I don't know, right? <laughs> she, she just went through a uh, breakup and everything. So I'm so surprised her about singing happy birthday to her. So that's what's oh. we'll covered up. Yeah. Um, right. But, yeah, we have the award show at the end of the year. You know, the Steve and I show has been nominated. i got to give a shout-out to my team, Ms. Parker, yes. CK, Adam, Aaron, hey, and Nara. <laughs> and the OTM family, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, male vocalists and future superstars. Right. That's coming up at the end of the year. Um, we released another single towards the beginning of the holidays. Um, and then another single probably around January or so, and then the full project, A Day and a Night, will come out uh, probably around okay. March. In the, uh, in the first quarter. So I'm very excited okay. about that. Just really on the promotion trail, you know, right. doing shows like yours and performing and things like that. So, you know, right. you can definitely follow me at, at Stephen Knight 32 and on Facebook, Stephen Knight, um, tw- you know, Twitter. I'm on every, everywhere. If you look at me, SoundCloud, Google Stephen Knight. Yeah, <laughs> Google Stephen Knight. Knight. He's definitely yeah. Googleable, baby. Definitely yes, do yes, that. Yes. So, Stephen, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. And, Carla, you know, you are my role model. <laughs> You're someone who is killing the game, and I really appreciate you. So thank you for Oh, no problem. Thank, thank you. Me. Thanks so much. And we'll be calling because we want to, you know, maybe um, the next quarter to find out, you know, how Addicted to Love is doing and stuff. Definitely have you oh, back yeah. on. You know, anything upcoming, definitely hit me up because, you know, definitely. And then also I want to extend an invitation because, you know, we just started um, shooting for um, next season for my, my eBuzz talk show. So if you oh, find yeah. yourself ever in, in sunny California, and I'm not always here. You know, you can find yourself in Atlanta, too, because Warren Anthony is there. Right. He could probably do something as far as on his um, talk show. But I want yeah, to interview yeah. you, definitely, if you ever do. So I'm sure we'll I see will. you in California sometime soon. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Carla. Have a good no night. No problem. Okay? You too. You too. Thanks so much, Stephen. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, y'all, and we come back. We're going to have our next guest up, um, Heston, singer Heston. He's a fantabulous, fantabulous guy in the interim. Y'all go ahead and Google him, Heston, H-E-S-T-O-N, and we'll be right back. Uh, I hope we will. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. Hold tight.
And I want to thank you for, for sticking with me, um, you know, on a Friday night and all that good stuff. So thank you. Thank you for that. And I, I just must say I love my job. I, I do. You know, I do get to be able to highlight some awesome individuals such as Stephen Knight and uh, um, our guest um, that's coming up next. This And he's a soulful gentleman. So, you know, what better job to be able to interview the soulful gentleman? 
Heston, yeah. Yeah, Heston is this guy. He possesses one of those rare, instant, classic voices, y'all. Laced with confident sensuality, and you heard it in that track right there that we just featured, My Kind of Lady. Um, informed by the best side of Mel's 70s-soul Nostalgic yet very much his own style. This guy, this guy's music is beautiful, lyrically refreshing, vocally and melodically. I think I said that wrong. Unique, but you know, nonetheless, timeless, rich and soulful. And as, and as you have just heard, my that last track we featured, my kind of lady. With that, I hope I'm his kind of lady. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Heston, welcome to the E Buzz. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. No problem. I'm I'm kind. Of, I think I'm funny. So you didn't hear the first half, and I cracked jokes and stuff. But I'm funny. Okay. But I love music, and that's one thing I do love. And I know music. I know good music, and and that, my dear, was some good stuff right there. So I I want to thank you for blessing our listeners with that track. That was beautiful. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely beautiful. And um, I know I shared a little bit of just. You know a little bit of your your background, but in your own words, Heston, go ahead and share with our listeners a little bit more. Enlighten these people, Heston, in regards to all things you. Well, um, I think it probably all stems from me. I was born on a tiny island in Korea called Dominica, and um, I think all my musical influence has basically come from me not being able to switch on, say, the jazz station or the R&B station or the soul station or the rock or pop. It's just was one radio station called BBS Radio, and it played everything all at once. You go from Bob Marley, you'll hear Neil Diamond. Next thing you flip on, and it's the Beatles, and then you'll hear Barris Hammond. You will hear, you know, the OJs. So I just, I was able to suck in a bunch of different genres of music all at the same time, and I think what you hear today is just me regurgitating all what I took in as a kid. Right, right. Wow. That's great. And and that music, that single that we just featured right before we brought you on, My Kind of Lady, um, I hope I didn't mess up the the name of the track. I believe it's My Kind of Lady, correct? That's it. It Yeah, My Kind of Lady. Okay. All right. So that was beautiful. So tell us the inspiration behind that. Um, you know, there, there wasn't really a one specifically, you know, you know how you go through life and if we have to be honest with ourselves, you know, you date, um, yeah. if you dated, you know, you know, a few people, you, you kind of almost, you know, you love this one's personality, but you love this one's look and you love this one's attitude and you love this one's, you know, presence or, you know, right. their nurturing spirit. And then, so for me, that song was like, Putting that person together, and right. and um, and basically paying homage to what that person is. That so I was basically describing who she was, who she would be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so women that are just listening, um, and they you know like we're really digging that and hoping to one day meet you. So there's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> well, you don't have to answer that. It, you know, it's okay. I know you want to keep that thing secret and stuff, you know, um, the whole ambience of it all. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all good. I mean, I have nothing to hide. Right, right, right. So I want to talk about, um, you've been in the industry for, for so, so long, so you did a lot of different collaborations with um, multiple artists, you know, over the course of your career. So um, in regards to, I know that you have, with My Kind of Lady, that's part of your newest project, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, all right. It's also new so, album, One in Cold World. Okay, so tell us, you know, on this particular, you said it's an album, it's a full album. Yes. Okay, so tell us about this. And what, you know, an individual who listened to My Kind of Lady and, and, and it, they were definitely feeling it and want to pick up the whole thing, what what can they expect? you just picking up, up that. What are they going to have to, you know, to go through the day with in regards to that particular um, project? Well, that particular project, I would say, is, is probably, I've, I've done two full-length albums. I had done an EP first back in 2003 when things really kind of started off for me. And then I, I did a full-length album in 2008 called Storyteller. And then my, uh, One Human Cold World 
was the album I released uh, last year. Okay. And um, it basically is, I would say, a, a softer, more intimate side of me. So it's, it's more of a sexier album. Okay. Uh, more romantic album than, say, the one before it. Um, so it's, it's, I would probably best describe it as if you're, if you're sitting at, you know, dinner or you're taking a bubble bath or something even, you know, along those lines would okay. be a, a, an appropriate um, time to put in the music. It's probably, if you had to say, compare maybe one of Robin Thicke's close uh, earlier albums or right. say something. Okay. More along the lines of maybe like a Kim or a Maxwell or a Sade. It's kind of like in that vein as far as the tempos, the lyrical content. Um, that's that's where that's basically the temperature of that album. Okay, okay, alrighty, and um, and I and I thank you for that. I definitely appreciate that. As far as you just enlightening us, just with you know things that, you know, how you feel about music and stuff. And, and considering, I just said, you know, how you're feeling about music, I want to know how you feel about the trends in music, not just this year, but specifically 2011. We've seen a lot of different changes um, within the whole industry um, with such artists as like Lady Gaga, who seem to have a lot of influence right now um, when it comes to music, period. So one of the questions that I ask a lot of music artists is, where would they like music to go? You know, do you think as far as the trends with Lady Gaga is good, or are you looking for music to go in a different direction? I know you guys are in totally two different genres, but it's still music, yeah. you know? Totally. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, the one thing I actually respect so thoroughly about Lady Gaga is she's, a, she's, an, she's an amazing singer. Right. Um, if you ever see her sing a cappella, I mean, she can hold a note, and she is she, she's just a dynamic singer, but even mm-hmm. more of an amazing performer. Um, yeah. You know, I was speaking to someone in the music industry the other day, and they were telling me how you know you know your Lady Gaga is your your Madonna, right? Your, your, your today's Madonna, and mm-hmm. there's always a replacement factor. Um, as far as music is concerned. And so, you know, it's just it's just a trend. People have influence and whether they realize it or not, some people go deliberately after that influence and then they try to remanufacture it. And sometimes people just get inspiration and it is influence from other people. They probably just don't realize it at the moment. And there's nothing new I mean, it's always something that's been reinvented. I mean, I think it's amazing. I think for me, you know, I don't necessarily sit down and listen to anybody to grab influence, but it's inevitable. Right. Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, you know, I know Marvin Gaye has been a major influence for me. I know that Barris Hammond has been a major influence for me. I know mm-hmm. that Bob Marley has been a major influence. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think wherever music goes, it's 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 great because it moves people. Music is beautiful. I mean, it's soundtrack to our lives. It'll always be that way. And I think everything caters to whoever needs it at that time. And so, you know, however it happens, it happens. For me, where I want to see music go is... I, I, you know, I, I really respect artists like Alicia Keys because um, she writes timeless songs. I'm a huge proponent of timeless music. So for right. me, I would just love my songs to last so much longer than I could physically live. Uh, right. It's just important to me to be able to represent. I'm not going to sacrifice my music or my talent um, for something gimmicky. Right. So for me, right. it's like every song that I ever write, I want to make sure that that song, you know, my kids' kids can listen to and it's right. representation of me. So I just, for me, it's just right. about timeless music and a level of quality um, that I just, I, I, I won't compromise. Wow. And that's a, that's such a beautiful thing. That is such a beautiful thing. And just with that, what you said, um, are you are you currently signed with the label or are you independent or... Well, I um, I have a uh, a deal with Dawn Records in the UK um, for the uh, two albums that I put out. Um, okay. For the U for the US, I'm independent. Um, for Europe, I you know, and you know, it's it's kind of by by um, by album. So they um, 
I'm in contract with them for for the two albums that I have, the two full-length albums, Storytelling, this, this other one, uh, with uh, Dan Records in the U.K., but as far as the U.S., I am independent. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, the re- and the reason I asked that, Heston, was because it seems like, you know, you you know exactly what you want to put out. And, and, and what you just said in regards to music and what you're trying to do, it reflects that in your music. So it seems like you have that full total control. And I was assuming that you were indie. Because, you know, independent artists, they, they have that. They they are able, they have that particular control. But that's a beautiful thing. You've been still signed with a label, and you have that control to be able to put out what you want to put out. And I think that's such a great thing. Well, yeah, well, the, 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 the great thing about Dome Records, you know, they have um, I mean, Anthony Davids on there and Eric Robertson. And, um, um, uh, it's really a handful of people. Even Sunshine is on there as well. It's just a, it's a, a small group of people, and I, I mean, uh, you know, the the owners. It's, it's a husband and wife team, and they right. they're they're really amazing people. But they're they're um, they're picky, and so right. I believe Sean Patterson is on there as well. But it's like here is the music. We love what you do, and we will expose you to to Europe. It's right. not it's not a traditional label deal where you're signing a deal with someone and they try to control what you do. It's not it's right. just, Hey, this is what you do, we love what you do, let's work together. You know, right, it's that right. kind of situation. And they basically just hand pick who they want to work with and you know, and as far as he is concerned, I wouldn't get into um I was listening to the your earlier interview, I, I really wouldn't get into something that compromises what it is that I do, because exactly what I am right now, and I think I'm actually morphing into some other um, avenues of my musical mind, um, right. so to speak. Um, I want to be able to have the, the freedom to do that. You right, know, I, right. I, I'm, I'm right now starting uh, a new project, a new album, and I, I've done a bit of touring in the Caribbean uh, as of last year, and it kind of like pulled me back to my roots a little bit, um, or a lot, actually. And everything that I've been spitting out has very much a Caribbean influence to it. Now, it's still soul music, but there's probably going to be more of a a blend. Um, right. Uh, 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 I don't know. Where, where you put it in, you know. You know how sometimes, say, like a John Legend dabbles into, like, a... Uh, uh, undertone of reggae in, in, in yeah. the 90s.